guys. Welcome to ARC 101, and I'm Tanner. I'm Tucker. And I'm Andrew. And today, we are going to catch up a little bit on what's been going on since we had our last podcast. So this is podcast number two, and we've had a lot going on, which is kind of why it's taken so long to do a second podcast. Um, yeah, so Andrew, want to kind of fill us in a little bit on what's been going on for you since we last had our podcast and some of the, the cool things or good things that you've been working on and maybe some of the frustrations that have come with it or. Sure. Yeah. Um, so we finished our, our first studio project. Um, I spent a ton of time on my renderings and uh, the thought process behind every little bit of everything. Uh, still only got a 96, which is pretty frustrating, <laughs> but uh <laughs> You know, whatever, an A's an A, yep. so I'll take it. Um, and then I got assigned our second project, started working on it, and I got the coronavirus, so I was out for a week and a half recovering from that. How are you feeling um, now? Obviously, I'm alive. So You're alive, that's good. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing okay there. Um, Sense of smell back? Taste? The uh, the taste is coming back more and more each day, and the smell has slowly been recovering itself too. But uh, I definitely can taste more than I can smell. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, the second project uh, we had to pick a news article, and I chose uh, an article on San Quentin State Prison in California, and the issue is that, that they have to release 1,700 inmates uh, because of the coronavirus. Um, they've got an overpopulation already by like 8%. Uh, and then like their cells are only like four feet by 12 feet and they're fitting two to three people per cell. Um, so the, the issue with it was, was a, um, a constitutional issue with uh, fair and un- or unusual and, and cruel punishment, um, not giving the prisoners the ability to social distance like the CDC is recommending. Uh, so that that was the the ruling of the courts. Uh, my project is a halfway house, so um, I. A lot of people associate a halfway house with like drug addiction and that kind of stuff, but uh, prison inmates also have the option or, or you know, they have to qualify to get into a halfway house. And basically it's, it's a really structured uh, living environment, but they're, you know, they're required to go out and work and be a part of the community. Um, so yeah, the, the project is a halfway house. Um, I, I got quite a bit done and was just told that I pretty much need to start over. So that's, that's frustrating too. Um, Why do you have to start over? So, I mean, the reasoning is the reasoning is, is there like i i understand why uh basically 
my professor wants us to design from the inside out, um, which it, it's a really hard concept to think about space like that. You know, usually you're given the shell of a building or, or, or you're thinking, you know, like in, in square footage. So like I've got this much space now I need to divide it up into like what, what the client wants. Um, but to go from the inside out, it is a hard concept to wrap your head around. And then it's, it's weird to design that way. I, I think it's a good way to design. If, mm-hmm. if you can get into that habit of doing it, I think it's a good way to do it, but um, it's not the habit that I'm in and I'm, I'm struggling with it. Yeah. I had a, a professor last year mention that to me as well about designing from the inside out. And yeah, it was uh, definitely a really tricky concept. I don't know. It's like you said, it's a really good way of approaching it. But at the same time too, especially this year, we're so focused on learning how to, um, I don't know, do site analysis and everything. So you kind of, you're thinking about the site, you think about how your building is going to interact with the site. So kind of more naturally we gravitate towards, you know, the outside in, in that experience that it will still bring right on the inside. But we kind of try to, I don't know, at least for me, I try to figure out how my building is going to react with the site. And yeah, it's trickier thinking about it the opposite way for me at least too. Yeah. Yeah, when when you when you are thinking about site analysis like that, you know that's that's one of the first things you do is is you get you get your site, you look at the sun pattern, the climate, um, you know what what kind of vegetation's around there, what the topography is. You get all of that information, and then you're told to design something from the inside out. But you've got to keep all of that in mind by the time you're done. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's 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 so much easier to wrap your head around. Okay, I've got all of this stuff, and now let's make the shell of the building react to that the way I want it to, and then let's let's divide the inside up according to what I've got now. Um, and a lot of times, a lot of times that works fine. Uh, but you know, I, I, again, I, I think it would make you a better designer if you can get in the habit of designing from that inside, you know, what, what the people are using because architecture is all about that personal experience with the building. So if you can figure out how to design that first and work your way out, I think you'd be in, you know, a really good designer, really good architect. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't think it's a requirement necessarily, but I think I mean, it might set you apart from and it's, others. It helps you look at buildings in multiple different ways, right? It helps you look at space in different ways and design in different yeah. ways. It mm-hmm. just helps you be a more well-rounded designer. I mean, architecture is the designing of spaces pretty much. Mm-hmm. So it is, I think it is very important and something you should think about and try and do is play with the idea of designing the inside first and then the exterior. But 
also that does limit you as far as exterior design goes a lot as well, which is hard for us, I think, at this point to think about that because we, yeah, have, the, we have a vision of what we want it to look like mm -hmm. or what we want to display and what we want to show in this building. But if we design from the inside out, it can limit that quite a bit. Yeah, the idea behind designing from the inside out too is that that the shape of your building then comes to life after you've gotten all of these puzzle pieces put together. And now you've got like the, the shape of your building, yeah. um, which, which I think can be pretty powerful too, you know, in, instead of just designing what you might think looks good, you design and then all of a sudden a good looking shell comes out of it because you've got, you've got the spaces inside already done. Yeah. Well, you know, and even that goes well with what we'll end up talking about later today with kind of what we learned in our first year, you know, that was very much the focus that I noticed was about space and how we use space. It wasn't more so how to design, you know, we didn't go into detail about like how to really design interior space, but it was how, you know, spaces worked with each other. Like, I don't remember if you remember like some of those drawings and the cubes like that we draw and you'd have to fit everything. So there was a, a clear path and that certain things didn't intersect. And it was just, it was really interesting and kind of at the time, very, I don't know, you were like, why are we doing this? But now yeah. it, it makes a lot more sense. Yeah, definitely. But a lot of that too was designing from the outside in right we mm -hmm. got we got the outer limits of the of the dimensions like we 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 needed to touch these dimensions um and then so you really kind of started out there right you you told yourself okay it needs to be this big it needs to meet these dimensions yeah these are my and boundaries and you fill in the you fill in the blank with the inside yeah see man that's when you you know when your professor goes did you design this from the outside in or inside out that's when you just say I designed it from the, the inside out. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, it's, could it's she just difficult. tell by looking at your design? Like, was she just like, yeah, this is an I outside? Have, yeah, I didn't have any of the inside design yet. <laughs> <laughs> it was all exterior. Dang it. <laughs> I mean, like, the one, the project Tanner and I are working on right now, totally outside in. Oh, for sure. Yeah, so, completely outside yeah. in. But what's cool um, is the way that our outside in worked. I mean, yeah. it made our interior space. Yeah. Like we wouldn't have come up with those ideas if we hadn't done outside in. No, definitely. Like we altered the outside to accommodate for the inside for sure. Mm -hmm. So we made specific um, decisions on what the exterior looked like based on what the interior would actually function as. So like we did consider the inside when we created the outside, but I mean, initially it was definitely outside in. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so that, that'd be really and, frustrating. And what a lot of people don't realize is like architecture has a lot to do with the study of people and like how people move, how people walk through a building, what people think when they walk through a building, how people feel when they walk through a building. Like it's kind of crazy like how much we study and think about how people will react or feel or, you know, um, which I think is kind of crazy and really interesting, but it it's, it's difficult too. Cause <clears throat> uh, you know, everybody reacts to things 
differently. You know, there's there's buildings. For instance, everybody's you know got Frank or not uh, not Frank Gary, uh, Frank Lloyd Wright rather on this pedestal of design, and I think his ideas and the concepts behind his designs are really cool. I don't really like any of his buildings. Like, okay, we're gonna have to edit this out. We're, yeah. <laughs> Tanner and I are on the opposite side because we're edit. on the bandwagon. Yeah, we're on I, the bandwagon where we think Fra- <laughs> Frank Lloyd Wright. That, is I mean, amazing. that just that just proves my point though that everybody reacts differently to architecture, yeah. and you mm-hmm. can't you can't please everybody all at once. Right. But um, and maybe like aesthetically, you personally don't think it, they're great looking, which I understand. Um, but when you actually look at his designs and like how he made them and what considerations he put into it, like, it's just like really smart. So what you're yeah, saying, it I, doesn't matter what disagree. it looks like on the outside, but it's when it's on the inside that counts. What you're saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't sweet. disagree that he's a smart architect and that he was a good architect. But yeah. And I know you don't disagree I, with I, that. Yeah. I also think like Frank Gehry is a smart guy. But everybody, everybody just bashes him quite bashes a him because except for he's like a love or a hate few, kinda. yeah, it's really just a few of his designs that are that people really love. But like other than that, it's just kind of yeah, like uh, his Guggenheim. Um, that was a good, beautiful building. There was quite a few of his designs that he tried to do it too crazy and they just didn't work and it wasn't a good construction really had a lot of issues frank aries yep yeah it's yeah. so a lot of his buildings seems i think that's why you have people that are you know you have people that either really like frank gary or don't because mm-hmm. i think a lot of his buildings tend to have some issues yeah. because of i mean how extravagant and you could say i don't know I don't want to say organic, he has... but I just think of the. I just they think are of the pretty Simps- organic. Yeah. I just think of the Simpsons episode where they crumples up the piece of paper and throws it on the ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, if I so think maybe... of it that way, it sounds organic, but I don't know. If right. That's... Um, no, and he, I applaud him for trying to push the limits as much as he tries to do, because he really kind of tries to make something as wild as he can you know and try and make it work and i applaud him for trying to make that work and like really pushing the limits um you know you have to you have to take that with a grain of salt though and kind of have to take into consideration a lot of the other things where sometimes it's just not going to work and you need to accept that you know yeah and you have to ask to like a lot of our professors you know they, they ask the question of why, why did you make that design decision? Why did you make, you know, and, and they expect us to have an answer for all of it, which exactly, which we should, it, it, you should have a conscious decision as to why you made that. And I, excuse me. uh, I think it looks good is not an answer. It would be really interesting to ask Frank Gary. (laughs) why like why all of the curves what does it mean um you know whatever and if it's just a random idea that that you liked or like what was yeah what was behind that yeah sure and i mean what's sad is 
we're in third year right now. And it's crazy how many third years still say, I don't know, just cause and I'm like, that's not an answer. Like Tucker and I are working on our project right now. Yeah. And um, like you were saying, Tucker, you know, we worked on the outside in, but then our exterior kind of adapted to what we were doing in the interior. Yep. And what we've been doing though, which has been really interesting is we kind of took a step back and we asked ourselves like, how will people, cause we did, we literally like, how are people going to interact with this building? How will they want to move through it? Cause it's a museum. So we're like, how will they want to move through it? And how can we direct them to move through it the way we want them to right. without making them they... feel like they're like being forced in a certain path, but how do we guide them down a path we want them to go without them realizing that we're, that we're kind of directing them like taking right. away their free No, will. yeah, there's definitely mm -hmm. two considerations you have to take into, like, especially for something like a museum, where, like, how do people usually move through a museum? How do people usually move through a building? And how do we want them to move? And you kind of got to mesh those two together mm -hmm. and make them work with one another. So, yeah. Yeah. And Andrew, before we move on to how Tucker's been doing since last podcast, um, Let's let's find out what's up with the the, the Sioux head behind you and the uh, the North Dakota UND shirt on there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we might have touched on this in the last podcast, but uh, I am a yeah. graduate sure. of North Dakota, uh, not North Dakota State University. I not will yet. Be a graduate <laughs> of North Dakota State University. I don't know. Not if they see uh, this podcast, they might just yeah. kick you out. <laughs> We're just going to cut I, out uh, all of your audio this podcast. <laughs> I, I am a graduate of the University of North Dakota, um, and and so that's my that's my alma mater, man. I gotta I gotta represent. <laughs> and their okay. mascot used to be the Fighting Sioux. Yeah, now it is the Fighting Hawk. <laughs> now that's the Fighting Hawks. But it's the Fighting Sioux in yep. all of our hearts. Yes, exactly. I'm see because I agree with that. <laughs> I'm I'm in Grand Forks right now because that's where I live, and so. Uh, UND Fine Sioux will always be my favorite. I'm NDSU. Yep. It's the only college I've ever been to and never plan on going to. And so I still like the bison, but Sioux is my first true love. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. And I, I grew up liking both schools. You know, my sister went to UND and I always watched their hockey games and whatnot, but you know, I live in Fargo. I've always been an NDSU fan. So. Yep. Go. Go Bison football, go Sioux hockey. Roll herd. <laughs> so, <Sue>. Tucker, <laughs> what have you been up to since our last podcast, which was what, like a month and a half ago? I mean, yeah, I think it was too long ago. We waited too long to do the second one. It's been so busy. We knew we did, and we just kind of kept pushing it off. But yeah. Um, yeah, no, I've been doing good. Um, like, I've been, like, Tanner and I finished our first project and we're actually working on another project together again. Thankfully I didn't, I'm really happy that we're doing both our projects together because Same. I would rather be with you than anybody else in our section. So Same. that's uh, so cute. <laughs> not that I don't like everybody in my section, but <laughs> I just like Tanner the most and we work well together. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> we work surprisingly well together. I don't we say do. surprisingly because anything, I don't think it's that surprising, but like, we work very well together. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just surprising how often we have the same idea. Like you'll have an idea and I'll be like, Oh, I have one too. You go first. And like, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. And so it just works so well. Our, 
are a lot of the times it's well. either the same exact idea or something extremely similar. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, that's actually, that would be a really good bit for either later in this podcast, or we can talk about it now or next podcast is, you know, group work and how to communicate with one another and, yeah. and get things done efficiently, effectively without, coming out the other side either yeah. hating the project or hating your group mates especially uh when we when you're distancing too yeah during this time especially it's yeah. tricky um but yeah so we finished our first project it went really well we got an a i don't know percentage wise because reagan doesn't do blackboard so <laughs> yeah, we don't get throws up a grade on our on our transcript <laughs> for our midterm grade so but we love him, so we don't have to beep it out. <laughs> yeah, so it's fine. Oh yeah, oops. That wasn't a bad thing though, so it's fine. We only uh, we only beep out the bad things. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but um, yeah, no, it went really well. We did our. Uh, it was a competition. Yeah, we did our Puzzle City project, and it was supposed to be a competition, but we did not finish in time in order to submit it, which was, we only had like two weeks to do it. So. Yeah, we had two weeks. It was an international competition that if um, if school had been session, we would have had about seven months to work on it. And so we had to do four city blocks. 200 meters by 200 meters, and it was very um, specific, had to house up to 35,000 people, 60% yep. of it green all sorts of stuff. Um, so yeah, we were at a disadvantage for getting it to be turned in on time. Yeah. Some of our classmates turned it in, but they didn't account for all of the things that was necessary. Um, and we really wanted to focus on that. So we didn't turn it in, but we turned it in as a, our studio project. And, it's our midterm project yep. on time. So, and yep. and mm -hmm. for those hundreds of thousands of people listening right now that, uh, <laughs> that don't know what 200 meters is. I was just about, about to mention that. 660 feet. <laughs> yep. Roughly 660 by 660 feet, which is insanely huge. Yeah. 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 So yeah, um, I designed two of those blocks and Danner, Tanner designed the other two. Um, really fun project. We, yeah, that was we can, we can talk more about of our in more depth of our third year projects and, our fourth podcast when we get there because yeah. <laughs> we're gonna try and focus on first year when we're done with our intros here but um yeah and then we actually got to work on a uh an international workshop project that was actually really fun um designing a museum in Nakoma, north dakota at the missile field which is actually the project we're working on right now too it's, it's the same one but it's just uh yeah i meant to spark some ideas and stuff that was pretty cool. Yeah. And we did that for a week with um, people from uh, architecture school in New York and an architecture school in Germany, which was really awesome. Yeah. And, well, you know, and that's one thing too with, I mean, I know there's a lot of crappy things that come along with, um, with COVID, right? And a lot of things that um, is inconvenient for school-wise and distance learning, but there's also some really cool opportunities and doors that open from that too. Like, yeah, definitely. I mean, I the fact that this... we got to do that, we wouldn't have done that if we weren't on this kind of, you know, platform. right. Cause this whole zoom platform thing, we probably would have never done it yeah. um, if it wasn't for this. So that was really cool. And I mean, there were, as Andrew said, uh, as far as like working and communicating with other people, that would be something good to touch on, which 
we had a little bit of a trouble with in that week with some of our partners, but you definitely have to compromise. <laughs> you know, you have to make compromises on things that you want and just try to come up to come to an agreement because you won't be able to get all of your ideas aren't going to go on there. You know, well, or just and, figure out how to sell your idea you know, yeah. and, and, and how to sell why it's the better idea. You know, you can't just say, cause it looks cool. Cause that doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> no. And again, we tried, we tried to, yeah. we well, tried I mean, to put our opinion in and um, there was, there was one major design. Uh, that was uh, bad. Design was, piece that Tanner so and I, uh, it's, you know, one person had the idea and she was very insistent on it. And Tanner and I, I don't know about the other three, but Tanner and I definitely did not agree at all. And we really, really tried. Obviously we weren't, you know, um, we weren't jerks. We, yeah, just, we weren't jerks about it. We, we went about it very professionally and really uh, displayed the reasons why we didn't think it would work. Yeah. Well, and and a, and a six, a six person team's a hard number. I mean, that's, yeah. that's a lot of minds. It's a lot of ideas and architects yep. tend to be more of a type A personality. Yep. Mm -hmm. And, and when I you think, get all that together, that's <laughs> right. Especially the fact that, you know, you're all strangers, right? You're working with each other. Obviously we're all by two. So we're going to stick yep. with our studio partners for the most part, you know, we kind of, band up you know together um yep. so it's you know different if you're working with the three of us and one other person that we know you know it's easier to we know each other to communicate well. that it's easier to have those conversations but it was good practice to have those conversations with strangers because you you'll you will work with people that you may you don't know and have to like you said sell them maybe yeah and maybe they just don't completely understand why you think the way you're thinking mm -hmm. I think we laid it out perfectly clear. Um, there was a language barrier with it, though, maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I was speaking French. No one understood me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what it was. Spanish. You're in Spanish. Tucker I thought I French because I don't, want, I don't want to try to – I don't want people to be like, speak Spanish for us because I'm like, I'm in 101, and I'm not doing well yeah. at it. <laughs> yeah, first year. So. Uh, anyways, I, yeah, I mean, that I was a really – what's that? I wonder too if there was a little bit of uh, kind of a respect thing, you know, a, a lack of respect from. And and I'm I'm just talking. I'm not saying this is a thing, but you know, a lot of people when they look at North Dakota, they're it's it's kind of nothing to them, right? And what's an architecture school in North Dakota? What like? they're not going to have good ideas. It sucks yeah. that we just got partnered up with these guys. Like, yeah. Um, well, so our school got rated mm -hmm. higher than theirs. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> Represent the, one, the person, <laughs> the person that, that we were having a little bit of issues with was from Germany. So I don't think they would oh. even know where North Dakota is. So sure. they would, if they did the research, the project was right. in North Dakota. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah, they should know exactly where okay. North Dakota yes, is. Yes. They know where it is, but I don't think they know the stigma on, you know, Midwest yeah. middle of nowhere type deal. They yeah, just knew I kept the throwing site. in lots of A's. They probably thought we were in Canada. Yeah. They just knew the site was in the, in the middle of nowhere, you know, yeah. which could, you know, there's places in Germany that are like that too. So um, anyways, uh, 
that's just my little devil's advocate on that. They probably didn't know, you know, but yeah. Uh, and they didn't, they weren't respecting their elder either. I just want to point that out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Tanner, tell us about your week. Um, I gave you guys like a month and a half of talking. I get a week. <laughs> so, All right. <laughs> no, um, pretty much the same as, as uh, Tucker's because we've been working on the projects together. Um, it's been super busy. I mean, like we have, was it three designs that we have to currently do right now? We have our studio design, a site design, which is like a site analysis with a structure we have to design and design the site and everything. And then we have a, um, I don't know, it's a lifeguard house design that's very much based off of like thermal, um, like using passive heating and passive, <clears throat> excuse me, resources. And uh, so it's just a lot. It's a lot right now. Um, and I'm also TAing for our studio professor for his other class that we took last year. So just, yeah, all around really busy, but had a lot of fun working on our projects. Um, and it's funny, and <laughs> this isn't meant to sound bad or mean or anything in school, but I feel like I haven't learned a whole lot of new things in these classes so far, right? Like I just, it's, it's a lot. Like we were taking classes where we're learning new aspects of architecture, but mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like I'm learning any new stuff. But at the same time, I feel like, um, like Tucker and I, for instance, that we're slowly and actually, and Andrew too, because I've been, we've all been showing each other our designs and our progress. It feels like we're slowly getting better at, Mm -hmm. at designing and not just Definitely. you know not just renders and not just using the programs but better at designing space um and designing intentionally you know really like really thoughtfully and intentionally so that's been really kind of cool to see um and yeah so it's been good uh it's been really busy too because my wife and i are expecting so we've had a lot of doctor's appointments and yeah <laughs> <Yay. laughs> Yeah, these guys got me a really good gift. Yeah. We drank some of it. Like a bullet. We drank some. Um and yeah, so that's been really fun, but you know, it's just all all at once, so it's it's busy. Yeah. But one of the things though that I wanted to say is uh I liked Andrew's idea about talking about group work and how to navigate yeah. that. And I know we had let's, a plan, but I think especially it, during a pandemic, it makes let's, it uh, much well, more let's difficult. Let's talk about let's talk about first year stuff. We can talk about group work next time with with second year because we did, you know, that was kind of when we got into the yeah. into the group work. And I agree um, with that. The uh, you guys want to be spontaneous so people know that this isn't rehearsed, which you can pretty much tell in words. <laughs> We just, we just literally is like, what are we going to talk about? Uh, yeah. We've got first year. We'll talk about first year of this episode. Why not? Yeah. We've got an outline of stuff. Yeah. But. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about first year then. So that, yeah, that was my month and a half. It's been good, but busy. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Tan Tan. <laughs> You're welcome. Ann Ann. <laughs> Ann Ann. <laughs> that doesn't work. <laughs> okay. My shoulder's so, gone. So first year, um, I'm trying to look back and see like what our first project was. Well, what's interesting with first year, first project is probably going to be really boring. So I don't think we should go by project by project because we're going to have some really just boring projects that we won't even. I mean, we can show it for like two seconds. 
But well, first first semester, first year, a lot of the projects were freehand drawing in the beginning. Which Andrew loves. Drawings. Andrew's favorite class you'll ever have. I would, well, yeah. I wouldn't say freehand because they were scaled. They were mostly um, scaled drawings. That was that, that was like do. the second half of that semester, though. I mean, the, the very first projects that we had that we had to do were oh well, we had to write right. Like that was yep. one of the very first ones. architectural, architectural yeah. writing was the first thing we did. Writing, yeah, yep. in studio. Um, so I got berated on my writing. Uh, I don't think the professor we had liked me very much i was um <laughs> I'm, I'm a pretty outspoken guy i i don't i don't hold back what my opinion is very often um and and he and i did not see eye to eye very much uh yeah, i think he caught on to that <laughs> yeah I, um. I think he caught on to that too pretty quickly uh, I mean, so he was a very my way or the highway type of guy. So uh, yes, that he did not work well with you. What's tough with your professor too is he's not an architecture professor. He's an art professor. He's not. Yep. And so, which nothing wrong with that, but he nope. has different expectations than an architecture professor would. Absolutely. Exactly. Um, so I, I got berated on my handwriting and if he's listening, all I want to say is my handwriting rocks. <laughs> so, uh, to to like tips to like incoming first year students, um, you know, just because you feel like you're not doing as well as your classmates doesn't mean that you're not going to be successful. Um, and just because, like, right now your handwriting might might kind of suck you know i if i looked back i'm sure i would see that my handwriting wasn't that great um it the, the the trick to handwriting is it needs to be natural for you you can't try to change what you want to do just let it flow also mm -hmm. handwriting will never really matter that much no no i mean as long as, two things. as long as it's legible i'm going to interrupt two things so you're right. Like with, you're not going to hand handwriting on, you know, uh, on drawings for an, uh, an engineer, right? You're not going to have that for construction drawings or anything. Um, it is handy for when you are doing like sketches, if you're a person that likes to sketch and you want to convey those ideas, like you're, you're right, right? You're right out kind of your ideas. And the whole point of the architectural writing is so that it's legible you know so it's not like chicken scratch um yep. like andrew said you want it to flow like my first my handwriting that i did i got a really good grade on but there's no way i could ever write it there's no way i could ever just sit there and write it, it took me forever and yep. so i had to exactly adapt it the same for me mm -hmm. i had to like i think i had to use a straight edge for like the project and then when i started writing it it looked like it looked really bad it just looked like crap when i would yep. try to do it quickly so I had to do what Andrew said and adjust it to be more natural, but still have it be architectural handwriting. And it's completely different from my project, yep. mm -hmm. but I, but it's good. It's taking me a while. It takes practice, honestly. Yeah. You got to, you have to commit, right? You got to, everything that I write now is 
in architectural, you know, in my style of architectural handwriting, everything I do is that way. It does take me longer to write something than it would if I was just to like quickly go with it, but um, it is getting faster and it is getting better and it's getting more consistent. So it's also uh, nicer looking. Yeah. Yeah. It, it does look yeah. way nicer than my like natural. handwriting. <laughs> Everybody is going to, you know, form your own style of architectural writing Yeah, and not everybody even takes up that style anyway. Yeah. You know, I've seen many people, they still write normally, you know, um, I write in all caps now because I think it looks nicer and it does look more professional. Um, and, you know, on the note of how Andrew's writing assignment went, mine came in and he was in awe of it because I did spend a lot of time on it. And he was like, it literally looks like a robot <laughs> wrote this <laughs> and it looks perfect. I was like, sweet. <laughs> printed it off. I did. I did. Hello, computer professor. Went online and <laughs> used a printer, just a font from Word or whatever. You know? <laughs> so, no, yeah, but... the point there is that just because, like, you know, in, in high school and, like, my previous college degree, my handwriting was terrible. My natural handwriting was bad. Yeah, mine was um, too. But... Just so just because you've got terrible handwriting doesn't mean you won't succeed. Like there's, there's a lot more that's into an architect than being good at drawing. And we can get into that later, but there's a lot more than being good at drawing and being good at handwriting. There's just a lot more to it. Yeah. yeah. And let's go into drawing since you mentioned it, because that's okay. very much a beginning part of the first semester. Um, yeah. And that's the thing is a lot of people go into architecture because you love to sketch, you love to draw which is great. I mean, it's a great profession to go into if you enjoy that, if you enjoy doing that. Um, but you don't have to be a good drawer or sketcher to go into architecture. Um, honestly, if you can convey an idea, that's, that's the main thing. And right away, you'll probably have projects where, actually not probably, right away you'll have projects where you're drawing them and you're using your hand drafting and everything, and which is part of the process. But, uh, you know, really what we use sketching for now is just mostly for ourselves. Like my sketchbooks aren't for anyone else, but me. So I, I sketch if, if it's a bad sketch, it doesn't matter. It's for my eyes. If I want to show someone it, I can. Um, but what I started doing is I really started focusing on sketching in pen. Uh, so I didn't worry about mistakes. Mistakes happen. It was fine. You just keep going. And it was, you kind of, if, if you let yourself, you can develop a, more architectural style of sketching. So when mistakes happen, it doesn't really look like it's a mistake. It just kind of goes with it. And you just let your lines scribble. Like I, I, I hold farther back on my pen than I used to. I used to hold like really close and precise, like grab this. So I used to like really hold right up here when I'd sketch, I'm a lefty. So that's why my hand hold looks awkward because I was taught by righties. Um, but now when I sketch, I more hold it back here and it's just, I purposely put squiggles in and stuff. And so, yeah, I mean, everyone has a different way that they... And your sketches still look really nice, even if you do it that way. Like, honestly, it looks almost more professional the way that you do it, in my opinion. Well, thank you. Yeah, I've I found that too, actually. Yeah, like I... So, um, I was starting to do just random uh, elevation sketches of, like, my house. I, I did a thank you note once to a friend that watched our house for us. 
And I was like, what should I put on the top of this thank you card that I'm making? And I was like, I'll just do an elevation of our house and put some quick color to it, right? Um, with my rendering markers. And so I did it very quickly and very, you know, squiggly lines and everything. And I gave it to them. And this person, her father is an artist who had exhibits and uh, was our professor and she took art from him and everything. And so I'm not to my own horn, but when I gave it to her, fell in love with it, like just loved it. And she's like, she framed it, put it up, but she goes, um, wow. I want to hire you to do one for our friends for Valentine's Day. So I was like, awesome, sounds good. I'm like, I'll do it for free. They're like, no, no, if you're good, something get paid for it. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> and so- Won't argue with that. <laughs> yep, I'm like, all right, sounds good. So because I was getting paid for it, I was like, I really need to do a good job. So I was holding more, you know, up here. My lines were very straight. Everything was very straight, everything. And I did like a few different ones. I just said, none of these are set. They don't take me very long. They take me about 10 minutes to do. Um, let me know your thoughts. And she was just like, it's just not looking anything like what, one you did for me. And I realized it's because I was, I, there wasn't You're the pressure. Trying too hard. I, I wasn't trying. Yeah. yeah. So I, I went back, I had, I think four different drawings of it. And on my fifth one, I just did what I did the first time. I just let it squiggle. I would make multiple lines for the top of like the roof. If I messed up, it didn't matter. It just kept going. Huh. And when I showed them that one, they're like, yes, that's the one. And when they gave it to their friends, their friends were like, who did this for you? We want more of these. And they're like, well, he gave us four <laughs> other ones. <laughs> <Here's these." laughs> so yeah, I mean, and, and literally it took me like 10 minutes to do. I mean, it was yeah. just, so it's again, yeah, sketching, you don't have to be a good sketcher. You can, um, everyone yeah. has their own style and you don't even have to sketch. You really, I mean, okay. That is like swearing. Andrew doesn't to, sketch. That is like swearing in architecture. And I know yeah. so many architects would be like, okay, these people are dumb. I love to sketch and I, and I think it's sketching is important, but you don't have to. It's, um, it's just not how I think. It's not my thought process. It's not my design process. It's uh, I, I have a really hard time portraying what's in my head on paper, um, but I'm really good at developing what's in my head. Yeah. Thinking about, you know, you know what, what people need to draw down to see, I catch those things in my head and so like when when i'm ready to go do my 3d renderings i've got a pretty solid idea of where i want to go and if if i need to change anything on on the 3d softwares it's easy enough yeah and one thing too andrew like andrew doesn't you know like you said he doesn't think that way he doesn't his ideas don't come through sketching right they just come more organically and naturally and are in his head and he can just put it right onto a computer software for me, I have to sketch out my ideas. Like I will literally just look at a piece of paper and just start moving. I'll just start the pen going, doing stuff. And then pretty soon things start coming. But one thing Andrew can do, even though he's not a sketcher or doesn't like drawing and sketching, he still can convey ideas through sketching. You've had to do that multiple times, especially through uh, the Zoom platform, right? Like there's been multiple times where you've just done a quick scribble of an idea. It's and that's all it is. Yeah. I mean, it's the quickest way. Yep. So it it's yeah it is it is hard for me to try to convey that I can do it it takes a couple of tries it does help to that I've been working with you guys and you guys kind of understand my mind a little bit better mm -hmm. um yeah but I I think if if I needed to let me get my shoulder back 
There you go. <laughs> if I needed to, you know, convey an idea to somebody quickly, I think I could. It just, it probably wouldn't be as, as quickly as you guys could. Yeah. And I am honestly completely halfway between the, the both of you on this. Like I do like to sketch and, but I'm not very good at it. I would say, um, I have a lot of times where I have an idea in my head and I can't, I just can't draw it. Like it just doesn't really go on the paper as well as I want it to. Um, and so I will just go into a program and lay it out like Andrew does all the time. And then sometimes there are things that I just have, like I'm thinking about in my head and the quickest way for me to just get it out is to just draw something. And no matter if it looks good or if it only makes sense to me, because most of the time it will only make sense to me where I'll just like quick draw something out of like, this is an idea for a shape that I had. This is an idea for whatever. And then I'll like, a lot of the times I'll write notes next to it. So I remember like what exactly I was thinking of and like what orientation I wanted it in or whatever. You know, I some of the times I can't sketch what I'm thinking because either it's too complex and I just can't quite put pen to paper, whether it's perspective or, you know, it's just a little too detailed maybe. Um, But a lot of the times my sketches will be very basic and just outlines of something that I had an idea of. And then like, like I said, you know, notes right next to it. So I make sure that I remember what exactly I was thinking yeah and really um i think in the architectural field sketching where it really comes in handy is just you know conveying quick ideas to either a client or your coworkers. Mm -hmm. like that's the most beneficial thing that i think um, sketching is uh will be for architecture because everything else is done on the computer anyway and definitely and you have those guys that are phenomenal sketchers right yeah but their sketches aren't going to be like that when conveying an idea to a client, it's just going to be quick and simple. And a person that can be, can draw phenomenally, their sketch will probably look the exact same way. Someone who can't sketch will look when they're just trying to convey a quick idea by grabbing a napkin, drawing something and sliding it over. Right. Like it's going to be so similar. Right. Um, Yeah. Like, so back to more on topic with first year. Um, So yeah, first, the first, some or the first projects that we had were the handwriting, um, and what were some of those sketching ones, Andrew, where that you can remember where it wasn't with like instruments, instruments and using scale and dropping it down. And um, we did a couple, uh, I, I don't know what they're called. I know there's a name for them, but we did a couple that you had to look at an object and without looking down at your paper, you had to draw this oh, yeah. object. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then we had a couple where, we had to like draw in a single line. We couldn't lift our, our pen from our paper. And then we did have ones where we had to draw a physical object yep. as yep. well. Those, yep. Yeah, those were all like in Heather's class. And most of those were just a bunch of different exercises that we did. It was a, did. a lecture, a lecture yep. course. Yep. A lecture course. And she just had us do like these little exercises in our sketchbooks and whatnot mm-hmm. just to kind of get our drawing juices flowing and stuff like that uh just creating different ideas for what we could draw and 
Um, and then, you know, our more demanding sketching projects were in our studio uh, where we actually had a lot of them had to do with scale and perspective and stuff like that. Yeah. Like with, with, with those, we got to use our scales and our rulers and yeah, yeah. You know, straight edges and protractors. And, and those were to teach us how to do like, you know, two point perspective drawings and section perspective. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And uh, yep. Sections, plans, uh, how to sketch those and how to sketch them accurately and to scale. So if we had to drop the scale down, everything was at that specific scale, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and then a lot of times we were, we'd be given a inside of a room, like a, maybe it's a two point perspective of a room and we had to fill the interior of that space, but with staying on scale and kind of creating it on our own. And so there's things like that, which was... I can show one of those too. Right? Yeah. Sorry for people just listening to the yeah. audio. We'll try to explain it the best that we can. <laughs>